The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Okay, so our final segment is, well, you expressing your outlook on the child free message. Um, first of all, how did you discover the child free community? And and what has your experience been? Oh, we don't, I did not even know it was a community. But like I said, I have an aunt that doesn't have any children. And I also have an uncle that doesn't have any biological kids of his own. But we were kind of more of his surrogate uh, kids. But what I can say is um, during the pandemic, Somebody had invited me to a clubhouse and there was a variety of rooms. I mean, 2021 mm -hmm. was such an amazing time for clubhouse. I mean, it was it's different now. It was amazing. <laughs> you know, and I just, you know, if you missed it, I eat Mr. Treat. But I happened to see, I mm -hmm. think I just typed in child free or somebody maybe was in a group. I forget what it was, but that's how I met Lenora and the amazing people who just came together all over around the world. I mean, we live in Canada. I know, remember you had members in Mexico and Germany. It was just Pakistan, so wonderful. India, we had. Yes. No, and it was just wonderful to hear that they were expressing their options. I remember mm -hmm. in India, we had a gentleman talk about how they had a billion people and they were pressuring here, but we were just kind of comparing <laughs> notes because it's like when they already had kids and it's just the focus. And then I actually do a movie room on Child Free, our Child Free Club, where we actually explore different movies. And I remember we watched, what we watched, we watched a movie that was about India. And I think we had one of the gentlemen from White Tiger? India. Yeah, White Tiger. Yes, White, White Tiger. Tiger. Okay, that was such a good movie. Yes, because we had somebody from Pakistan, as well as from India, talk about it. They talked about the pressures that they had to have kids. And it's just like, but you've got a billion people. And it was like, the you know, there's just a yeah. challenges of trying to feed everybody. So it's just like this disjointed message. Just have kids, have kids, have kids. But mm -hmm. we're talking as people who see it, who have family members and people who have kids. They're actually questioning why are we getting this message where we're not providing resources to these families? Mm -hmm. And you've talked about in Canada how they're taking away uh, resources here in the United States. I'm seeing, you know, we have kids, you know, who need not only. Now, when I was in school, there was only free and reduced lunch. Now there's breakfast programs. There's programs for when the kids are out in the summer. They got to drop off the food. So. Hello, there's something going on here. So if you're having them, there are not enough plans to come up with. Again, how they're going to eat, how they're going to be educated, how they're going to be supported emotionally. If they're in mm -hmm. programs, are they going to be supported? So I just really question, just have them and God will provide. But again, what does that mean? What does provide mean? And provide mm -hmm. might mean different things to different people. So with more people speaking out about being child free, and of course, my entire life mission at this point is to encourage as many people to speak out, even if I have to interview everybody or whatever, um, like to get people to, to speak about their own experiences being child-free just for awareness sake, mm -hmm. not to convince anybody up to not have kids, it's just purely for awareness sake. Mm -hmm. How do you see, or do you see this conversation finally 
getting recognition beyond the beyond the humor stuff because mm -hmm. right now it's i see it as it's very we're having to use humor which is which is nothing wrong with that we're mm -hmm. we're watching Ch chelsea handler going all over network television saying look and and mm -hmm. social media taking a comedic approach to mm -hmm. the child-free life mm -hmm. and i feel like it's incremental it's got to start surfacey but you know we're now getting to the point where we can start taking it deeper but it has to go it has to really evolve mm -hmm. to affect you know you you talk about policy and all these sort of things which, mm -hmm. which is quite heavy mm -hmm. but how do you see or again do you see the child-free conversation infiltrating important places and people or impacting in a way that makes people go wait a sec we need choice we need choice, just not even like, forget not having kids. It's just the choice awareness aspect of it. Well, I think, you know, it's definitely happening. I did see with Chelsea, Chelsea Chandler, I did see her, her um, comedic stick on it. But think about, I know I grew up with Oprah Winfrey. And I remember they asked her about, you know, why didn't she have right. kids? And she just said that, you know, I had a purpose. So she has influenced mm -hmm. tons of people around the world yes. without having kids. And she said that she that was what her scope was. She wanted to be impactful. And she just knew if she had children, she could not do that. So we've got a lot of celebrities. We've got Oprah. And then we got uh, the R&B, uh, urban singer, Andy Irie. I remember mm -hmm. even Jennifer Aniston, she actually talked about she said, why do y'all keep pushing kids towards me? So I think a lot of celebrities are definitely reaching out. So I think that helps because it shows people a choice. Right. And when they are interviewed, that question always pops up, especially if you are a woman. Some mm -hmm. men get it too. But I think every time they're interviewed and they have a conversation about it, that helps. So I just think the conversations like this, like what you're doing with Child Free Media, interviewing different people, different aspects of it all, people listening to it. I've seen some TikTok videos. You know, people are actually aware. And I think that's the beautiful thing now about the media, mm -hmm. social media. You can't curtail the message now. It's there. Right. So even right. if you, if you could just Google and hit child freedom, you pop, it's yeah. tons of things that pop up. You got blog content creators. You've got everybody weighing in on options. So I just think now because mm -hmm. you have access to a phone or just a computer, it helps with the message. And I will say that even when I'm going to use Twitter again as an example, mm -hmm. when somebody on Twitter who's very conservative comes out and, and speaks out against choice, mm -hmm. whether they're talking about taking away abortion rights or they're mm -hmm. just talking about how dumb child free people are, mm -hmm. it is so cool to read the comments because yeah, there'll be people that support that. Mm -hmm. But there are so many that say, wait a sec, I don't have kids. I don't want kids. Mm -hmm. That, that, because the child-free community, a lot of people are silent about their choice. Mm -hmm. But when someone comes out and attacks the choice to not have kids, mm -hmm. you see thousands and thousands of comments in support going, I don't want to have kids. And you're like, mm -hmm. these people would never speak up otherwise. So sometimes it's funny how, again, when you're dealing with social media, how you, you sometimes need to have, you need to get the, the masses riled up on both sides of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Because then you find out, wait, there's a lot more people who don't want to have kids and are happy about it. Mm -hmm. They just don't talk about it. So for those of us who are looking for vocal people, you sometimes have to go to those threads and go, wait, oh, there's like a tons of child-free people out here. Mm -hmm. but and, they, even from, was, 
And even from a religious standpoint, it, it, it depends upon even if you really you read a religious uh, book. And so if it's the Bible, the Quran, or whatever have you, they have people within even in those biblical or times that people mm -hmm. did not have kids either. So right. we've always had a population of people who don't have kids because we would our world would be more populated if everybody had children. So it's a reason for that. There's not an infinite supply of resources. And if we're not going to take care of what we have now and just keep pushing more, more kids, we're not going to have a world to bring more children into. <laughs> so, again, like this. Because there there are arguments for and against the lack or infinite amount of resources. Mm -hmm. Is that and and I I I don't look at scientific data, so mm -hmm. I am I mean I live in a country where they're always fighting against oil sands and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and I live in a province that has um, been very oil rich in the past. Yeah. Um, but I don't even like dive too deep into that because I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> I I don't know. It's, it's just not, it's honestly, it's not my interest. But um, when I look at, I, I guess I'm, I'm always really curious the root of the anger towards the choice to not have kids or even speaking out about it. Because there are some people that go, they, they look at it and go, okay, fine, don't have kids, but don't talk about it because we don't want you influencing whomever. There mm -hmm. are some people that say, yeah, fine, you have a choice, but don't degrade my children as something evil because mm -hmm. some child people are and even adults or even people that have kids don't like children but you know there are people that are that say they're fine with choice but they don't they feel attacked mm -hmm. and then there are those that don't want to have kids but they don't want people talking about because they don't think it's necessary like mm -hmm. i just i'm always curious because children are really a, such a polarizing and such a polarizing topic and and I'm 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 always wanting to dive deep into why people feel a certain way. Yeah. Well, I think too. I think maybe it be if you already have kids and maybe you're having second thoughts and we've talked about some of the threats people regretting their decision. I think that is part of it. Mm -hmm. If they had to do it again, maybe they would make another choice or they are very maybe upset that they didn't know they had a choice. You know, think about yeah. some of our people who used to have children. They had them at 21, 22. So they didn't, they didn't have a chance to figure out what life was even about before they were, you know, forced into this role. They were not ready for which society does not prepare you for. So I mm -hmm. think a lot of it's that. But luckily, we can't can't legislate. And people are speaking out. Like I listened to, <laughs> he might be a little controversial, but Bill Maher, he's a political a commentator yeah. but he doesn't have kids and he has never been married so he's vocal about that so different perspectives but then if you go back and you listen to why some people don't have kids you know it sometimes it's rooted from their childhood or maybe it's the anxiety that we talk about the grief mm -hmm. that they're talking about and just the choice like i said there and then kids you know when you start talking about when they have kids and they have adults you know just things that happen in their childhood that kind of made them and everybody does not have to and i think if you're millennial on down, you have more options than the previous generation mm -hmm. did. And then I think a lot of people don't understand we're products of people who didn't necessarily want kids or wanted to wait. Like my sister, she's she waited to have her, her, her little daughter. So mm -hmm. it's more of a meaningful and enriching relationship now. So did my brother. So if you have the time, the resources, and you have the village set up, 
it's a more happier time, not only for the man, but for the women, but for the child. So we should be focusing on happier families mm -hmm. so that it could be a happy experience for all. I mean, we only get one time to do this. <laughs> right. You know, you had mentioned this in a previous segment about legislating your beliefs on somebody else. Mm -hmm. So looking at somebody and not even just somebody in power or mm -hmm. who's voting or has the, who's in the room where things happen. <clears throat> do you think it's done from an actual place of happiness? <laughs> like, I think it's because, because I, everybody had to do it. So you have to go through that as well. Okay. Just because like, I, I know how I feel in my daily life. Mm -hmm. And I also know that there's no way I would tell you to live the same way that I do because that's just dumb. Like, yeah. because there, there's things that we probably both do that we would be like, yeah, of course it'd be great. But you, you wouldn't say, okay, Lenora, go to university and do all these things because mm -hmm. I just don't have the interest. The things I'm doing, you don't have the interest in other, And that's totally fine. Well, I think, it's too, just, it could be just power, too. Like, I'm reading a lot oh, of stuff yeah. about global aging and it's what paternalistic. So you've got one group of people that mm -hmm. have decided for everybody. And that's been the norm on how our society was set up all the way back to the Egyptians, the Roman Empire, the, uh, the Greeks. You have one group of elite that decided for everyone. So that right. is the model in which I think we, some people still want to go by. But again, because we have the social media, because we've been given choices. See, all this was able to happen when people didn't have choices. <laughs> right. Or aware, got, or aware they had choices. Yeah. yeah. So you again, we can't okay. put the genie back in the bottle. People know right. they have choices, not only right. through social media, but through our loved ones' choices. So that's mm -hmm. why it's going to be important for us to move forward with people who we know who have choices and makes you we're empowered because people know now, but again, it used to yeah. be a time there was only a certain group of people that decided for everybody how right. everything was going to go. And those are the ones that you hear trying to shame anybody that's living a different life. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. still, you, it, and it, to me, it seems so obvious now. Mm -hmm. I think that's something it, it, it's not that I think I know to me, it really does excite me when I, when I see somebody go through a realization of, oh, I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. And to make it, you know, uh, really personal, if somebody like there's been a few people who have had children who have who've reached out to me privately over the years mm -hmm. and that I do know. Mm -hmm. And and they said, you know, like they always start with, oh, I love my kids and everything. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. And they they just all they do is they share that they did not realize they had a choice like they. Mm -hmm. They had kids not aware. That's how their life went. They're at peace with it, which mm -hmm. is great. But they also just acknowledge that that never occurred to them. And and I and I get that because I was 22. I prior to that, I didn't realize. I didn't understand that I did have a choice. Nobody mm -hmm. said anything to me. Mm -hmm. My parents never said, "Oh, you have to have kids." My parents were supportive of me having a career, mm -hmm. which was kind of unusual in the sense that you know everybody else around me in that sect was like, "Okay, getting married right after high school." We we're lucky if we got through high school without mm -hmm. getting married, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, just for me, there was just a different pull. I just felt mm -hmm. like there's something else. Mm -hmm. it, my true calling wouldn't show up until I was like 35, but I have, I'm only starting to understand it now at 40. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a long time in the, in the, in the realm of female, but we also live at a time where we're living longer. Yes. So I look at you, you know, you talk about, we were talking earlier about 
50 year old marriages being mm-hmm. married for 50 years both mm-hmm. my grandparents were mm-hmm. married for 50 I have my my maternal grandmother's anniversary collection of everything I inherited her china set and all that mm-hmm. the anniversary stuff mm-hmm. so I have I don't I don't need to be married for 50 years I I have the dishes mm-hmm. but I knew it was not a happy marriage mm-hmm. and I know why now I've had pe- I've read le- I've read the letters I've 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 learned a lot of things and my biggest, this is, a, it's not a fear anymore because I know I have say in this, mm-hmm. but it's something that I all, as when I was younger, or in my early twenties, when I was thinking about what success meant and stuff, mm-hmm. and I would, you know, be reading people's success stories. And I would hear people say, I, at the height of my success, I was not happy. Mm-hmm. And I hated that because I'm like, well, then what's the point? I want mm-hmm. people to be happy. I want to be happy. I want to enjoy the experiences that are unfolding and if mm-hmm. i accomplish a goal i want to be happy about it like genuinely mm-hmm. happy about it yes. um and everyone goes on their different journey of what yeah. happiness is anyway but to me i'm like it's just having that time to figure out who you are and what you want without the external pressure of raising humans really? i just i think i hope that this is part of this becomes the future of the child free message mm-hmm. myself like that that's what i really want is to understand that there is people say they know that there is pressure people people who have kids know about the pressure far more than i do yes but but at the same time it's like you don't have to live that way yes. we still feel pressured i feel pressured for for certain things but it's 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 a lot like it feels a lot lighter well, like I, said, yeah. I think like, because there's a conscious awareness and people who even have children are con- they're, they're actually having the conversation that, yeah, I love my kids, but if I know, if I knew if I had a choice, I maybe would have waited or I wouldn't have gone this route. Mm-hmm. And, and if you talk to our older counterparts, they talk about dreams deferred, dreams not materialized. Right. So again, yeah. how happy were people who had kids? And then you think about them, we think about the estrangement of some of these kids too with their parents and stuff. So again, if it was so happy, <laughs> we wouldn't have some of these obstacles. So yes, you have the right. kids now to consume. But I think the main thing is that some of the powers that be just consume, 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 but it's more than just buying stuff. It is spending the time. It is having those relationships. And we keep if we keep losing that, we're just not going to have happy people. So you look at our, uh, our anxiety rates, we look at our depression rates, and it's got to be coming from somewhere. Right. So your work that you're studying now and that you're, you're involved in, you know, talking about aging, Mm -hmm. which is again, presented as a fear to, I I feel to get people to to have kids Mm -hmm. because there's that who's going to look after you. And we've all, we see examples where people only rely on their blood, Mm -hmm. their bloodline to take care of them. When we also know that that's, (laughs) <laughs> that's not a guarantee mm-hmm. and that's not always as successful as people want it to be either mm-hmm. um how do you feel like can you see a role that the child-free conversation plays as programs awareness and and better solutions are created for an aging population because we are going to be a part of that aging population mm-hmm. and because more of us are going to be vocal vocal about our child-free stance that gives us an option, an opportunity to create more support systems. 
I think I just answered my own question, but from my perspective, what are your thoughts on that? Well, no, that I think that's perfect. The social support system. So we as child-free people are going to have the autonomy and the responsibility to be part of communities as well as create our own communities. Again, I grew up with my grandmother. We watched the Golden Girls. Right. <laughs> and we also had a young lady in our child-free group. I think her name was Simone. And she actually presented yes. a book about mm -hmm. what child-free uh, aging or maturing looks like. So there's things that we can do now to put in place to make sure that we can look at what it looks like. Do we want assistant living? Do we want 55 and older? Do we want families to do it? Do we want to create different families that will be in the same boat? Uh, I, I'm interested in the tiny house communities. I mean, so you we can create what we want to see Mm -hmm. I think what's going to happen is, yes, support really comes from families because we are who know each other. But again, it could be different now. Um, it's going to be kind of kind of a journey, if you will, mm -hmm. when our older loved ones start maturing. And if the expectation, but this is where boundaries. Can we have a conversation? You know, do you expect me to be there? What are my expectations? What can I reliably do? So we have these conversations now, so the aging process won't be so problematic. And what I'm working on too, advanced directives. You mentioned that. You know, putting mm -hmm. that in place. Who you want to have to speak for you have regular conversations with people so we have a very unique time to figure out what our aging aspect is going to look like and what our loved mm -hmm. ones start having these conversations now about what it looks like you know yeah. and, and it can be happy if we have these conversations now before a crisis comes up oh for sure and again because my mom died young and my my dad was um in insurance and estate planning like that mm -hmm. was his line of work mm -hmm. he taught us from a young age mm -hmm. about those conversations mm -hmm. so you know even recently he has uh he he started well we have a family text thread but mm -hmm. he was sharing you know his his funeral plans my dad's 66 or something now mm -hmm. and retired and and very healthy and financially good and him and his wife who was also childhood by choice there they're currently in Hawaii at the mm. time of this recording. They're having wow. fun in Hawaii. Um, but we've th that conversation has always been open. You know, mm -hmm. I, I've had my will done for a while now. And, you know, I, I talked to my brother and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, what, what I expect. And he's got a copy of it. But uh, but I came from a family where we talk about those things. Mm -hmm. like, I, I think because like I, I didn't realize this until I was older, but you know, my mom was always ill. So her and my dad always had these conversations. And then it got to the point where the kids had to be involved because mm -hmm. it was inevitable mm -hmm. to the point where she had planned out her, her funeral. So I, I come from an environment where just within our family, mm -hmm. we have these open conversations. Mm -hmm. And, and, and even in that book club that you had mentioned, and, and you're, you are book club queen. I think this was the first time I had participated in mm -hmm. uh, a book club and it was a really powerful one. And it mm -hmm. was, um, uh, retirement planning for solo agers, I think. Yes, yes. And you know, it was amazing because even though I had like I had done my estate planning, but the conversations were open up like during the during those that six weeks that we met, mm -hmm. I realized I actually live in the city that I could age in mm -hmm. because it has. I'm even if I live in a different part of the city, it has all the hospitals. And now wow. I've had surgery. I've had ankle surgery. So I've used mm -hmm. the hospital system. Of course, mm -hmm. I live in Canada. So we do have healthcare. Mm -hmm. um, but I have access to like an international airport if I want to go to someplace warmer. But mm -hmm. I, I, I'd never thought about the mm -hmm. things like at, you know, at the time I was 38 or whatever. But I realized, wow, I actually, 
legit feel because I also see a lot of elderly people remaining in their own homes. Mm -hmm. Some people have assistance. Some people don't need it. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, talking with, and this is where, this is where talking with other child for people in different parts of the world is really eye opening because in some cultures where it's like you are ancient by the time you're 65 and you need your kids to take care of you at 65. Mm -hmm. I live in a country where I see people who are 90 still walking around and living in their own homes. And mm -hmm. yes, they have a housekeeper. They have, a, mm -hmm. but they've, and some have kids and some don't, but mm -hmm. I see examples that I, I could remain, maybe not in this townhouse with like 26 stairs, but mm -hmm. I live in a city where I could actually age well in, I could mm -hmm. have a community either in person or online or whatever mm -hmm. we're doing at that point. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem aging doesn't seem scary to me because okay. I see the resources yes. that I have. I know that things are going to change and evolve, but the thing mm -hmm. I can make you've said this really clearly before mm -hmm. about you can make the conscious decision now. Oh yes. I think and you we, said it five minutes ago, but I was calling another yes, conversation. Yes, and then we think about too, there's a couple of celebrities we can mention. So celebrity actress uh Cicely Tyson. Uh, mm -hmm. We just recently lost Betty White, mm -hmm. but even we have still have Dick Van Dyke. Uh, we still I know <laughs> he's still alive somehow. Oh my god! So look how they're aging. So we have yeah. some successful people that are aging, mm -hmm. and we also we haven't I haven't seen anybody a hundred, but we've got a lot of people that's reaching a hundred that's still living. So you can define how we want to look financially, socially, physically, but we can start now. So I, I just think this is wonderful to have this conversation mm -hmm. not only us having a conversation having conversations around the world but some of the celebrities are speaking out that you know you can design your life the way you want to with options and they're available yes and i think that kind of scares the powers that be that want to control the masses because again talking about our our education system and just you know growing up and especially when you grow up, when you see everything as status quo, whatever that means for your particular part of the world, mm -hmm. it's like people don't want, they don't want us to know that there are options mm -hmm. and that, but now we're, we're long past, like you said, we can't go back. We're long mm -hmm. past the time. Like even in countries where internet is restricted, mm -hmm. even if you see one thing in your life that mm -hmm. shifts that all you need is one thing to shift how you think. I, mm -hmm. I want to ask you, do you remember at any point in your life growing up and there was one thing that totally shifted your entire perception or was it a bunch of little things? There was a bunch of little things. Um, Again, I will say it was my grandmother losing her father at such an early age and how she remembered that. She could mm -hmm. detail what happened when uh, they came, uh, people came home and told her that she lost her father. I can remember um, reading a book and it was how the system destroyed their family just from a, a systematic a standpoint with racism and discrimination. Mm -hmm. Uh, just women they're talking to them. They wish they could have done something different. Right. Uh, you know, so there's examples all over the world what happens when you restrict people's options and choices. Right. But yeah. even if the powers that be okay, it's again, it's still just buying stuff and consuming stuff. But we're seeing that that's not working because. Uh, I'm actually doing a project where I actually talk to older adults and a lot of times they talk about stuff that happened in the past when they were children and they could be 60, 70, 80 years old. So 
we have to make sure that the little ones that we have here now, that they have, a, you know, a, a healthier childhood. So we're not trying right. to repair the things that happen to them while the time they're 60, 70, 80 or trying to right. before they leave here. <laughs> because you're carrying that. They're carrying yes. that. I mean, the things yes. that you and I carry, we've mm -hmm. carried that since childhood. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess that's what therapy's for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but even still, like, and therapists have therapists. I find that funny, but I know it's true. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but it is... But, but the, and that's the thing. And those are, to me, those are life skills that mm -hmm. I wish we were actually educated on because mm -hmm. we have to, I, I've had to go through that stuff by falling into uh, just life circumstances where mm -hmm. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I need to change my thinking or, okay, mm -hmm. my, my mom's dying. I need to go to grief counseling. And suddenly I learned a whole new skill set mm -hmm. that actually would have been way more beneficial if I learned that younger. <laughs> well, I think this we're but, learning it at the time we need to learn so we can that's actually true. pass it on too, because it's um, ironic. Like I said, what we're learning, we can help other people. So like mm -hmm. I said, with the child-free media, you've given an outlet to somebody else who might've been hesitant in speaking out and now they can speak out. Like I said, I'm seeing more content creators about this. So well, I, think, mm -hmm. I guess we, I guess the, that's the challenge of this. We wish we could have known all the stuff at 18 and 19, but it's right. almost like those time travel books I read. Yeah, you can go back to the 1960s, but what we know now, we can't use any of the technology that we have today back <laughs> in the point. 60s. So we can't Good do point. it. And I guess that's why yeah. you've learned it when you do. So the things that okay. we're learning now, the things we're able to pass on, we can help somebody today with the knowledge. Like, um, it, everything that happens in our life, we can just say, hey, you know, this is this is my story. You know, you can take what you need from it. But I think mm -hmm. that's the most exciting time. And we can connect all over the world. Like I said, I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia, and you're in mm -hmm. Canada. And mm -hmm. we were able to connect because we met on a, a Clubhouse, which was yeah. a, a app that just introduced the world to one mm -hmm. another. So talking to somebody from Germany, talking to somebody from India, uh, uh, India or Pakistan. Mm -hmm. I remember talking to somebody in Mexico. We've had so many representations from mm -hmm. people in the child free, just club, just their different experience and what and yeah. the men are there. And so are the women are there. So mm -hmm. everybody has a different piece of the puzzle, but it still paints a different picture for everybody. Yeah. And, and, and it's really cool. And I, uh, to me, it's, it's getting to know, individuals and even the work that they're doing like what you know it's been now two years really since we've known it's been yeah it's been two years that you and mm -hmm. i've known each other now and it's 2023 now mm -hmm. and just you know all the different things that, that you're learning and studying and mm -hmm. as i understand what that is mm -hmm. and the more I, I i work or just the more i feel the more work I do in, in the child-free space as far as like getting the conversation out there or the, the more I see how this conversation is relevant to so many different industries. And I had never thought about that before, but you're right. Mm -hmm. We learn things at the time we need them. Because when I think back mm -hmm. of, of I could have been doing this 10 years ago, but mm -hmm. not really. And I think, you know, even the pandemic played a part in that because suddenly mm -hmm. what else was anyone doing? We're all this... Mm -hmm kind of staying in in Canada mm -hmm. we were completely shut down so mm -hmm. like there was nothing else for me to do mm -hmm. but just like talk to people um 
But like I said, and to, to add to that, like I said, I'm going on my first study abroad program of next month to Costa Rica, and we're going to do some global comparisons with the United States uh, healthcare system, like looks mm-hmm. like Canada as well as Costa Rica. So when I was at the study abroad uh, fair last uh, semester, I was sitting next to my professor because I just went to I went to just support her, and you know I was kind of the only students to show up, so we ended up kind of doing the fair together and that's kind of why I've got a chance to do this particular program because I kind of just helped her but when I was sitting there with her at the table and I was looking at all of these younger students I got a little obsessed I should have did this when I was in 20s blah 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 but something said Chanel you wouldn't have been emotionally mature to do it because I was in such a different space than I was when I was in my 20s because I attempted Mm -hmm. school before but it didn't work out because I wasn't focused but now because I'm focused I am in the right space and we're going to have a couple of undergrads as well as graduates go with this and I'm going to be working with my professor to help some of my younger counterparts. So I know at 21, 22, I couldn't have done it, but I'm great to do this now in my mid 40s. So I guess that's the lessons we have to accept Mm -hmm. if they're uncomfortable, but I just know I could receive this program now better than I would have when I was younger. That's really inspiring and super true because mm-hmm. I, I'm a person that gets impatient. Mm-hmm. And I remember my thought process when I was 20, like I wanted to have everything figured out. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I could never have imagined my life now back mm-hmm. then because half the things didn't even exist. My mm-hmm. my apartments didn't have Wi-Fi. I think, mm-hmm. I think the last year I was in my apartment, I could get Wi-Fi from the library down the street. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't common. Like there was internet, but there wasn't Wi-Fi. Like mm-hmm. so many. Th- I think that's the thing. And and this is this is actually a good message for someone that's on the fence about having kids. Mm-hmm. If they're not feeling it, if they're not feeling the call to parenthood, mm-hmm. it's like you don't know what your life is developing into. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was 22, I knew I didn't want to have kids. That that was the end of the conversation. I was like, I'm not going to have children, and there was no discussion around it. I didn't have a partner I needed to worry about or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it came up over the years you know, as relationships happen or whatnot, but I just knew I wasn't going to have kids, but I did not know that I'd be advocating for choice in my thirties and forties. Cause I, I didn't know that was a possibility. I didn't, the thing like, uh, no, Facebook didn't exist when I was 22. Social media was not a thing at 22. So, uh, internet was, but again, Wi-Fi, not so much. So, so that's the thing. I think like, you know, when we make our choices, whatever those choices are, mm-hmm. it might not make sense. But if they're authentically our choices, and, mm-hmm. and I'm referring to choosing not to have children, when you just know that it's not mm-hmm. the right thing for you, it doesn't have to make sense right away. Mm-hmm. Because as we go, and, and that's the really cool thing I've loved about like my late 30s and now being 40. I'm like, again, not because I have everything figured out. And they're like, Friday was just a disaster of a day <laughs> where I was mm-hmm. like emotionally just all over the place. But but st- there's a greater sense of self, which mm-hmm. the powers that be want to diminish. But I say mm-hmm. fight like hell to keep it because mm-hmm. things open up in, in crazy random ways that are actually amazing. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. And like I said, it's just forcing people to do things that they don't want to do or they're not ready for. It mm-hmm. has not led to happy families at all. If you look at what's going on now, our mental health spaces, you know, right. people locally are seeking counseling and therapy. 
but let's go back to why <laughs> all the things we talked mm -hmm. about in this conversation. So let's not parade any more generations where they're unhappy and anxiety. Let's go forward with health, not only healthy, but choices. I think choices yeah. are the biggest thing that we can take away from this podcast. Just what you're doing, what I'm doing. You have choices. You do. And <laughs> I mean, you know, it's such a, honestly, it's such a simple message, but can you imagine if you just like put that everywhere all around the world, you have choices, how that would freak out people, yeah. even people that want choices. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, th um, we could end the conversation, but I really want to ask you this question. Mm -hmm. So you're Okay. And, and actually this is, this is, per, this is kind of personal as well from asking from personal experience. So how I was raised, I was taught that that's like the truth, the only way that things are done. And then I got to a point where I had my own realization that, oh, actually everything I've been taught religious, religion wise was incorrect. Mm -hmm. And there is that time period where you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know who I am. I don't know how to feel. When you present somebody with not even a child-free thing, it's the fact that you have a choice. Just, 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 just keep it neutral, just very basic. You just mm -hmm. have a choice. Mm -hmm. How does that affect, like, how do you think that affects some people who need that rules and regulations and, and, and they feel, they feel comfortable. We're, we're led, here's the thing, I guess we're led to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. being told what to do and how to do things because it's mm -hmm. easy. We don't have to think we don't have to use our brains. We just can. Some of us actually don't like that. I don't like that. I like to figure things out, mm -hmm. but when it's really hardcore stuff that you've been taught from birth mm -hmm. and then you go, cause if we went to certain countries where nobody realized they had a choice and then you're like, you have a choice. It doesn't matter what the topic is. Mm -hmm. You have a choice. And then it's like, it's kind of like an implosion, an explosion. It's just everything's falling apart and you're just feeling completely naked because you're like, um, what? Yeah. Well, I think if anything, we just, like you said, plant the seed and that's what you're doing with the child-free media. You might hear a talk. You might hear something that resonates with you and you do research. Um, that's how mm -hmm. I found, I think, Dr. Brene Brown, we are definitely friends of just Oprah actually introduced Right. me to Dr. Brene Brown and she said something on the podcast that it was just so profound so if anything we're just here to provide a voice but if anything just planting that seed you might not even act on it for a while but at least it's mm -hmm. there and I have a personal story too I used to work for a company it was a bank here in the United States it's no longer here it's dysfunction but I worked at a job and on the newsletter, it had this thing called Cafe 458, in which this uh, restaurant actually provided the funds for a brunch on Sunday to benefit uh, programs for the homeless and self-sufficiency and whatnot. I always remembered that cafe here in Atlanta. I didn't get a chance to actually volunteer for the organization until about 20... 16, 2017. But it was that newsletter <laughs> that I had in 2000 that I remember. So if anything, that's what we're doing. We're planting a seed. They might mm. not necessarily act on it, but just because they are aware of it, then they can, and then because now in 2000, we didn't have the internet that we have now. Now right. you can go look stuff up. How many times did we watch something and then we have a historical figure and then now you want to know like the crown. Like I said, I think yeah. I've 
never really been fascinated with, but I was always fascinated with Henry VIII. So now, you know, so again, Google is your friend, but also Wikipedia. Wikipedia, even though people guess put stuff there, but it's a good foundational point if you're interested in anything. So that's mm -hmm. the beauty of our social media now. You can just, I heard something, let me Google it. Let me ask some people about it. Yes. And then you can have your own community, just how I found you. Because I just happened to be on Clubhouse, I think, one day. This popped up. And I've been with the group ever since. We have amazing <laughs> conversations. But again, if you would have told me, I guess, in March of 2020, that there would have been an app called Clubhouse. And a friend of mine actually introduced me to that. Because at first, you had to be invitation only. You did, yeah. So again, it's just each one teach one, if you will, but it's just everybody right. has a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, no, it's such a good point. Yeah, because I was I was invited onto that app by my Child for Girls podcast co-host, mm -hmm. Isabel. I had heard about it and I signed up just to kind of like be in queue for whenever they opened up invitations. And mm -hmm. I was like, and then one day I, and I heard that from a podcast. It Okay, I love stories of how, of connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. And this seems off topic, but it's relevant. So- mm -hmm. I was listening to a business podcast. It was like mm -hmm. five minutes long. And they mentioned this this app Clubhouse. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, sometimes I just kind of zone out. But for some reason, my ears perked up and I listened. And they're like, mm -hmm. it's an app where you talk. And I was mm -hmm. like, that sounds like something I would like. Because I, I'm not, mm -hmm. I wasn't really huge into visual social media at the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Clubhouse, so Google. Yes. Oh, I have to sign up. Okay, sign up. Mm -hmm. And this was 2020. Mm -hmm. March of, I think it was late 2020, mm -hmm. March of 2020, February of 2021, mm -hmm. Isabel, you know, my podcast co-host, we're just chatting in our group chat. And she's mm -hmm. like, I have a, a invitations to Clubhouse. Do you want mm -hmm. one? And I was like, thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got on. And then created, you know, we ended up creating Child Free Club, which, you know, is, is not what it used to be, but it, it's, it's, it planted a really powerful seed that has led mm -hmm. to many other things. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm, I'm like, things need to evolve. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that was one thing that totally changed my life was being able to, to do that club and do that morning chat that just, you know, and, and, and that's the seeds so we're people. talking about. But yeah, you're right. Cause it was just, it was like, all right, I want to get on there. I don't, I have a way right now, but then it, mm -hmm. a way opened up mm -hmm. and it led to the, like the most incredible conversations mm -hmm. and led to really good friendships like people i've met in real life now but mm -hmm. it's also it spawned a really good network mm -hmm. of, of people and mm -hmm. and just yeah it's just it's just been absolutely amazing so yeah you're right because also i think um and this is why i like talking to parents mm -hmm. want to have kids mm -hmm. is because there's that little seed that they go oh it's a choice and there are people mm -hmm. talking about it so if they have kids one day or mm -hmm. or when and become older or if and the children say i think i don't i don't think i want to have kids and they'll be like mm -hmm. oh yeah it's totally fine i remember meeting this person i don't remember her name or what she does but mm -hmm. she's not having kids like it's just those little things it's the ripple effect that actually is impactful because if someone had said even though i did see child free for people without kids no one was talking about why and mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i became an adult like later mm -hmm adulthood that I had these conversations with those people but as a kid like my nephews know that parenthood is not op is optional mm -hmm. <laughs> and because you have started you know, again you've started you took your stance as early as in your 20s you've been able to impact them they know it's a choice mm -hmm. and they've been able to see you know what your brother's gone through so like yeah. that's the power not only you know the media but also visualization you know having those people and again now you could go to TikTok so like I said 
So when you talk about going back to the 1980s, it's never, we can never do that because that no. would be containing information. And you cannot, again, we cannot put the genie back in the Correct. bottle. We would never go back to that. I mean, ignorance is bliss until you realize you're ignorant. And even if you try and stay ignorant, it's it's kind of torture. I mean, that's yes. how I would look at it. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. No, this is... Well, okay, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up because this has been really, really amazing. Uh, thank you for being very candid in our conversations. It's yes. nice to finally record one because we talk a lot. Yes. Um, thank you for having me. How, uh, I don't know, do you want people to be able to reach you or they can reach you through Child Free Media if anyone has any yeah, questions? Yeah, they can reach or... me through Child Free Media. Like I said, I would be interested, like you said, in talking about the um, aging aspect of it all. My thesis that I'm actually working on right now is called, so it's, it's um, Older adults in social isolation, loneliness, and elevated suicidality. But the main thing that actually originates from you even sliding down that slope is the lack of social connection. So that's what we've been talking about the whole time we've actually recorded, recorded this podcast mm -hmm. is what does your social connection, how do you become connected? How do you become disconnected? And a lot of it starts from your childhood and your adult um, uh, relationships, but you can start new relationships if you just kind of figure out where you are and what you want to be. And that goes back to options and choices <laughs> that we still have them no matter how old you are. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you again, for, again, Chanel, for this amazing conversation. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.